release date September 20th, 2022, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm Mason. Welcome to another episode of TBD Sportscast College Football Season 3, Episode 4, with this episode entitled, Well, That Went Just Like We Expected. Uh, a lot of teams last week that we called for got some big wins, uh, really looking at Georgia, Carolina. That was that was obviously a big one. And Penn State, Auburn definitely called that one. Um, it, it was a big week in college football. It was, it was an interesting one for sure. Uh, we want to welcome back Joey to the podcast this week. And we want to you know say that Isaac did a great job, like we said last week. Love that he was able to fill in. It was a great week. But starting off with our TBD takeaways for week three, starting with our new two-episode-a-week format. And uh, this is just going to be basically a long freaking recap. So, Joey, TBD takeaways week three. What do you think? Starting out with Georgia, South Carolina. Georgia, South Carolina. I mean... Did we expect anything different? I mean, I saw a TikTok earlier, and it was uh, this dude representing Georgia, and he was beaten down on USC and Alabama. This guy that's representing Alabama, he was like, do you think he had enough? He was like, do you want some? So it, it, Georgia's clearly the number one team in the country right now, um, and probably for this season. I don't, I don't see anything changing. And, you know, USC or the fake USC, sorry, got to make sure. I put that out there. Um, you know, they're a come-up team, but they got a few years left coming. So Absolutely. They got a lot of the good things going for them. And I was at the game on Saturday. Willie Bryce has a great atmosphere. Uh, the fans get really into it. Uh, I mean, some of them started leaving after, like, the second quarter. Sorry, but... Uh, I, I think they're going to have a good team. I think that, you know, it's only week three and they've already had some pretty big games against, I mean, two in conference already against Arkansas at Arkansas and then at home against Georgia. So, I mean, they, they've got a tough schedule for sure, but that doesn't mean that we should count South Carolina out by any means. I think that, like you said, Georgia's offense looking great. Definitely the number one team in the country. As a Georgia fan, what scares me about that though, is that like, have we really played anybody? And I think the way Oregon played against BYU showed that Oregon is actually a pretty good team. And I think that's the difference between like Notre Dame, everybody or Notre Dame and Ohio state when Ohio state played them and, you know, barely got past them and everybody was like, well, Notre Dame's a good team. And then they go on to lose two in a row. Uh, or actually, excuse me, they did beat Cal barely. Um, but they lost at home to Marshall in South Bend. Uh, but Georgia, however, destroys Oregon week one, and then Oregon comes back, beats a cupcake, and then takes down number 12 BYU, which is BYU is a tough team, but they, they did what they needed to. And so so for me, yeah, it's 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 Georgia all the way, 100%. I, that's exactly how I, how I expected that game to go. Of course, I was a little nervous about playing at noon, playing in Williams-Brice, but again, Stetson Bennett showed up, made the plays they needed to, Brock Bowers too, and that freshman Malachi Starks in our secondary Big guy. He made another interception, second of the year. He, he's he's definitely needed in our secondary, and I'm glad he's on our team. Moving on to another one, Penn State-Auburn. Called this one last week. I knew that this game was going to go exactly like it did. Penn State showed up. I knew Auburn was not going to do well, even though it was in Jordan-Hare. I'm not going to lie. My memory is uh, very out of place. I think I picked Penn State, right? We all picked Penn State, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because – if I if I picked Auburn, it would have been the dumbest decision ever. Uh, <laughs> Auburn has a lot of things not going for them, which is not a common thing for many people to say, but uh, they don't. They lost their star QB to Oregon, um, and you know, new coaching staff, which is officially showing this year. Um, you know, rough year. It's going to be a rough year for Auburn. It'd be cool if they pull off an upset against Alabama, but uh, 
very much expected against a Penn, t- Penn State team who's honestly really good. Um, I definitely see them being ranked and probably one of the better teams within the Big Ten. Definitely. And it, I mean, it's only week three, but to look ahead to Auburn, Alabama, this year they're playing back in Tuscaloosa. Auburn sucks. It's obvious. Auburn's kind of like the Vanderbilt of the West. <laughs> so this year, and I said last week, I was like, you know, Auburn struggled at home against San Jose State. Penn State is not going to come into Jordan here and lose. They're going to come in and win. And they lost, and they won by a good margin. It was like 41 to 12. Like they got in Auburn got in the end zone once, tried to go for two and and missed it. That's why it was 12. So it it just man, it's crazy. I mean, Penn State came in and they dominated on defense. Auburn gave over the ball four times though. They two fumbles, two interceptions. Uh quarterbacks at Auburn not having a good day. That it was it was it was really bad. But I, I knew that Penn State was going to come in. I figured that's what was going to happen. Uh, going on, though, to BYU-Oregon. This is a game that uh, actually surprised me. You, me, and Isaac all picked BYU to win this, and Oregon showed up in Eugene. So I want to say I'm surprised, though, but I'm not. Like it, it's, it was just one of those games where you could see it both ways, going both ways. I mean, BYU showing good progress within the first few games. But, um, you know... Against an Oregon team, I feel like Oregon's definitely a better team. It's just they had a rough start. Uh, they got great players on their team, great coaching staff. Um, BYU just didn't show up, you know, and that's going to happen sometimes. And, you know, I feel like BYU is also just one of those teams who has a tendency to do that. You know, they go on these hot, hot streaks and then they face a team who can really, like, they win the game and it just shows them as a better team. But they always choke it. They choke it. So I wish I could say it was unexpected, but there was a little inkling of me that almost said Oregon. So Yeah. No, I I wanted to pick Oregon a little bit, but I just figured the way that BYU dominated against Baylor at home, I figured that, that would that would be the way to go. But it is what it is. Coming out next, this is a game that actually surprised me. Miami at Texas A&M. I, I was the only one to pick Miami. You and Isaac both picked A&M, which was the correct pick. You guys figured that A&M was going to bounce back after a really tough loss against App State. And I figured that the way that Miami had played in week one and week two was a little suspect, but still good. I figured they'd go in and win, and they didn't even make it into the end zone. So, For me, it's like uh, my problem is that and. I hate saying this. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Miami is one of those teams that is from the ACC. And they're from the ACC, and they haven't shown good progress. Normally, like a, a, an ACC team to be confident in is a team that shuts out their opponents the first few weeks. They did not do that. They have not been playing well. And, yeah, they're, I'm sure they're a good team. They're not a great team. In Texas A&M, they had a rough, they had a rough loss against App State. They lost one point five million dollars, so you know they were, they were kind of pissed. They they were kind of mad. So um, yeah, I, I I had no no trouble picking that game. Yeah, and I did. I I'm really I had to think about it. I mean, as as an SEC fan, I was glad that an SEC school got the win. Jimbo Fisher was definitely on the hot on the chopping block. He definitely needed that win to pretty much stay at A&M. I think it was a big win for them. Uh, still not pretty, though. I mean, they only won by eight points. They made a lot of turnovers. And I actually, I want to say this, though. If I would have known 
that Max Johnson was starting, I would have picked A&M. I really would have, and I didn't know that until after we recorded it, and it was too late. But if, if I would have known that Max Johnson was starting for A&M, I would have picked them 100%. He's, he's the better quarterback. I don't know why they didn't start with him anyway. I guess because they were saying on TV that the guy they had before had been in the system for like three or four years. He knew the offense, but apparently he couldn't make plays, and Max Johnson couldn't. He showed up, and he did, even though they only won by eight points. Um, Miami's defense showed up a couple times and the offense just wasn't able to get anything rolling. I think that's the biggest thing with that one. It's like when you get in the red zone, it's like Texas versus Alabama. It's like if you get if you want to beat a team that's ranked that's pretty good, you have and you get in the red zone, you have to make the touchdown. You have to get points on the board. You have to go for six. You can't settle for field goals. If you want to win against a big school, you have to do that. Texas didn't do it against Alabama and lost by a point, and Miami couldn't do it against Texas A&M and lost by eight. Like I said, so it really just comes down to that. You have to be able to make plays. Next up, last game we're going to talk about Mississippi State at LSU. This wasn't a big one on my radar. Um, I picked Mississippi State. You both picked LSU. I picked Mississippi State because I figured that Mike Leach would have the boys at Mississippi State ready. And Will Rogers, even though he's 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 a little small, he's, he's really good. And he usually gets a lot of yardage and a lot of points. Um, but I think they were doing really well in the first half and come out in the second half. And I mean, offense just uh, did not look good. Yeah, I, my problem with Mississippi State is the head coaching. I, I I've never been a fan of his, and still am not. I've never had confidence in Mississippi State uh, since he came in, and I feel like that was definitely my deciding factor. I couldn't even look at talent on Mississippi State's team because just the head coaching. Um, the the whole coaching staff really, um, when it came down to it, LSU was by far the better coaching staff. And then even if they had even amount of talent on the field, it comes down to coaching and LSU was going to win it hands down either way. And it, it really did show in the game. Yeah, I agree. I think Brian Kelly was finally looking for that big win, and really, what happened? I think the defense really just gave that game away from Mississippi State and their and their special teams too. It was like they were saying, you know, it's just bitter, or it's uh, it's like the tables had turned because LSU couldn't get anything going on special teams in Week One against Florida State, and then Mississippi State makes a huge muffed punt mistake, and they gave up the ball on like the five yard line, and LSU comes away with it and scores. They get the they get their crowd going everybody gets into it they start moving forward and they start moving the ball extremely well because their morale goes up and I feel like that's just what happened and Mississippi State just couldn't recover it's like they they tried to make plays and you know Will Rogers was storming down the field four minutes left in the fourth quarter and throws an interception it's like you just can't do that you can't you can't just try to make plays you have to you have to make the plays that's pretty much it from week three unless you got anything else to add I got nothing man it's uh it was just, it, it was predictable but unpredictable at the same time. Mm-hmm. I do I do want to say that App State game was awesome. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The ending of the App State game was crazy, man. Down two points, hail mary, ball bounces off a defender in the end zone right into the App State receiver's hands, and he runs it in for a touchdown. Man, I saw the video of the uh, the coaches in the box. They were hype. They went crazy. Also, go Cats, seventy-seven to twenty-one, great one against Presbyterian. That was crazy. That that's like one of the biggest scores Western's ever had. Ever in my four years at Western, I never saw Western Carolina score that many points. I was so surprised. I texted my friend Brad, and I was like, "Brad, what happened?" He was like, "Oh, they just had a slow start in the first quarter, and then they just got going in the second. And I was like, "That's crazy." 
yeah, it was an awesome game to watch. Awesome game to be at. Yeah, definitely. But moving on now, we're going to actually, uh, we haven't been able to do this a lot this season, but now we are. Uh, we're going to talk about the top 25 a little bit, uh, starting off with dropping out. And dropping out is Michigan State. I got to say, I think if we're doing like an overrated, underrated segment, Michigan State was definitely overrated. They they played some cupcakes, looked pretty good, and then finally came up against a Power 5 opponent in Washington of all schools and got destroyed. No more no more Kenneth Walker, so who is Michigan State? I mean, yeah, exactly. must be real. And actually, I didn't know she saw this either, but uh, Mel Tucker, they scratched Mel Tucker's 10-year contract at Michigan State. They scratched his contract. Wow. Mm, so... After one game, now I gotta say I gotta I got I gotta beef with that a little bit because I mean sometimes you just have a bad game, sometimes you just show up and players aren't ready to play, and I mean you just flew all the way across the country, you know I mean to to Washington, so I I don't think that one game is is that bad. It's not like it's you know Will Muschamp losing every game and going like I mean they had a good run last year. I mean you lose one game you're not out of the playoffs, you know. I do agree with them dropping all the way out though. I think they got destroyed, you know, and were a little bit overrated, but. That's that's just what happens. And coming in this week, only only one dropping out and one replacing. Of course, Washington taking the spot at number eighteen. Wow, <laughs> I don't know because I don't know if I'd rank them that high, just because Washington was not as good as we thought they were. Maybe they are. I don't know. Like, what what do you think? Uh, I got one name for you, Penix Jr. Oh man, we loved in Indiana. Yep, he's now at Washington. He had a wonderful game. Yeah. I think I think 18 is a perfect spot. Yeah, and basically, I mean, just going through the top 25, after a loss to Texas A&M, we have Miami falling to 25. And what was interesting about this week's top 25 is that last week you had 13 through 11, number 13 Miami, 12 BYU, 11 Michigan State, all lose this week. They all lost this past weekend, which is kind of insane you know, because they're right next to each other. So Miami falls from 13 to 25, BYU after, I mean, they got beat by a ranked, lowly ranked, but a ranked Oregon team nonetheless dropped to 19, and Michigan State at 11 falls all the way out of the top 25. So I I thought Miami was going to be ranked a little bit higher, but I figured that they would drop pretty far, and so, you know, they're just hanging on, got to get, gotta get a win this week. <laughs> Uh, Pittsburgh falling to 24 from 23, Texas A&M taking that spot. I think that's deserved. They get a ranked win against a pretty good opponent at home. I mean, for, for me, the only thing I have to say about the top 25 is ACC. Like, great, great representation of the ACC right now in the top 25. Um, probably the most amount of teams we've had in a, in a hot minute, I'm not going to lie. Um, but everything else, you know, it's starting to shape out, but I still don't like the whole popularity contest kind of thing going on. Um, but it's shaping out a little bit. I'm liking how they're they're handling handling the losses and everything. I saw somebody earlier rank only the undefeated teams in college football. That was pretty interesting because there's not a ton of them. Uh, there's only about 50 left, but it was it was pretty cool to see like where they had some of them. Uh, but Pittsburgh, yeah, falling to 24, Texas A&M taking the spot. Texas dropping one, Wake Forest dropping two, Florida dropping two, BYU obviously dropping seven. Baylor does not move. Ole Miss jumps up four after they literally blanked Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, it's Georgia Tech. That's, fair. that's fair. Anyway. <laughs> Western then, put up 14 on them. <laughs> that That's true. Uh, and then Oregon moving up to uh, 10 spots. To 15 and then Penn State 
moving up eight to fourteen from twenty two. I think that I think that makes sense too. I, I I like Penn State. I might have ranked them a little bit higher though, just because I mean they. I mean, listen, Auburn's not great, but they they beat a pretty. I mean, whatever, man. They 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 held they held Auburn to twelve points at home. Jordan Hare is a really tough place to play. I I don't know what you want me to say. Auburn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a high it's a it's a very very well known name. That's all I can see out of it. I'm just waiting for the college football playoff rankings to come Me out. Me too. Week that, seven, week eight, more yeah, fair and all that. Right now, it's just who who has a cooler win and stuff like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then thirteen Utah, twelve NC State, eleven Tennessee. After they destroyed Akron, um, ten Arkansas did not move at all after a almost struggle win against Missouri State. They were losing seventeen to zero going into the seven or into the second quarter, uh, and then Arkansas had to come back. <laughs> Interesting, but whatever. Uh, Oklahoma State and Kentucky switch places after Kentucky blanks or destroys their opponent, and then basically the top seven is a lock right now. Obviously, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Oklahoma, USC. I think if Clemson comes away with a pretty good win against Wake Forest this coming weekend, I think they jump to four. I think they jump into the top four if the win is convincing and Michigan does does pretty well. Michigan's playing Maryland. These teams are both undefeated. This is the battle of the M's, <laughs> but Michigan is... Uh, I mean, it won't be a contest. Michigan will destroy them, uh, but still... Clemson needs a needs a ranked win. If they get a ranked win at at Wake Forest, then I think they'll jump into the top four. I don't know, dude. It's Michigan's got such a cupcake schedule, dude. So uh, I feel like right now it's just a popularity contest. I don't think Clemson will jump them until the the college football playoff rankings. Uh, but I definitely think if Clemson has a convincing win against Wake Forest, yeah, they they should jump. Yeah, I agree. And, and you never know; they might. I mean. Ohio State beat Notre Dame. Georgia destroyed Oregon, and then jumped to jumped to one, so or two. Excuse me, jumped to two over Ohio State after our routing of Oregon. I mean, I don't know, man. It just depends. I mean, Oklahoma needs to get a win this week against Kansas State. That'll be an interesting game. They want to prove, you know, that they belong in the top four. Clemson, the same thing. And then I saw something earlier, and it was like it was the first time in a long time that Michigan has scored over fifty points in their first three games. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, dude, they've played three cupcakes in a row and haven't played anybody. I'm like, you're going to do that. That's like Georgia playing Samford, Kent State, and Arkansas State three games in a row. Like, it's the same thing. Michigan's got a great defense. They've obviously been good on the recruiting trail. Jim Harbaugh getting them ready. But, you know, it's it's it, they're playing nobodies, like you're saying. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it matters. I think that... Clemson should jump if they win this week. Yeah, I mean, personally, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, the top 25, it is what it is, and I think that there's some interesting things going on. Like you said, super excited for the college football playoff rankings. We'll still keep covering this, um, but that pretty much does it for this podcast. It was a really interesting week in, in week three, so we'll see what happens. But like we said at the beginning, um, that went just like we expected it to. I didn't expect Mississippi State and Miami to lose, but everything else, and BYU, but, I mean, pretty much everything else we chose, you know, went the way we thought it did. And also, like, last season's theme is a little bit different than this season because last season it was like every time we picked somebody to win, it was like, oh, man, that's a definite. You know, it was like we got blown out of the water. (laughs) So teams were winning games that we didn't think they could win. It's like 
no, nah, there's no way Iowa is going to lose to Purdue and Purdue shows up and, and wins. There's no way Purdue is going to beat Michigan State. Purdue shows up and beats Michigan State. Not to use Purdue as a you know continuous example, but it's just like things like that happened last year and things like that are happening a little bit, but it's it's not as crazy as it was last year. This year, like Joey said earlier, is a little bit predictable. But yeah, that pretty much does it for this podcast. Um, you know, it was like we said, interesting week, and uh, yeah, man, go dogs. Go dog. And always remember. No matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just remember that Romans 5 8 tells us that while we were still sinners, God sent his son to die for us because he loved us. Not because we deserved it or because we were good, but only because of his grace, his love, and his mercy. If you need anything, you can always reach out to us. You know how to get with us. DM us on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, leave a comment on this YouTube video. If you need anything, just let us know. You want to talk, just let us know. You want to hear more about the gospel of Jesus, let us know. We'll tell you, we'll talk with you. And uh, yeah, hit us up anytime. But check us out on Friday and uh, come hear our week four predictions. And uh, yeah, just come talk some college football. We'd love to talk to you. We're praying for you guys. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye-bye. Later.